Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. The data archaeologist Marzouk is about to uncover a backup server from before the fall. Naturally, Firewall wants to keep an eye on the endeavor to make sure the technology hasn't been subverted by the Titans. Join our team of Sentinels, consisting of Hex, played by Joaquin, Njal, played by Slavik, and Sava, played by Becker, as they set out to make a fateful decision based on their concept of personhood, property, contractual obligations, and the greater good of transhumanity. In The Black Spot, written by Anders Sandberg, for the Eclipse Face role-playing game by Posthuman Studios. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date with our releases. There you'll also find an invite link to our Discord chat. If you'd like to support us financially, you can also find us on Patreon at Twin Cities by Night. Okay, so the big things that you need to look into are a ship, possibly a pilot, and a quantum computer that Marzouk insists on. And of course, if you want to take anything else, now is the time to say so. Okay, so looking at our pools and whatnot, there's, is it Flex? Introduce an NPC. Yeah. Be like, hey, I know a guy for a pilot. I love it because <laughs> it prepared exactly yeah. that. Well, <laughs> we don't need a pilot. We just need a ship. I can work with either. Do you want yeah, to fly? I mean, he wanted discretion, so I assume he just wants us, and I do have... Well, if we can, uh, discretion means that you have someone to keep the mouth shut, so if you want a pilot who can keep the mouth shut, we can say that. Yeah, but I have pilot space, so... I so I had kind of assumed that it would be somebody else through firewall, so getting them signed on the contract probably wouldn't be a big issue. I'm going to say you don't have any firewall contacts okay. because those are kind of rare. Gotcha. So you are the group of firewall sentinels in this area right now. Gotcha. Thank you at for least defining that, that. At least that you know of. But we can say you know a guy who rents fast chips. Cool. Let you me go ahead and mark that. that. Yeah, that's. Oh, d- I right. definitely want to do that. So you know a guy uh, by the name of Dante. He... Um, left Earth before the fall with some of the first Argonauts, but he wasn't a researcher himself. He was just someone who offered his services to them. Uh, When the fall happened, uh, things for him turned out to be a bit difficult. He wasn't sure if he was going to be able to like keep his positions with uh, them. Like The solar system was getting filled up with other people, and it was a difficult time, so... He like abandoned the Argonauts, moved to Extropia and like started freelancing because he was established businessman. Extropia at the time was ruthless enough to not attract too many people. So he had a was a good deal for him. And he rents out a, a courier type spaceship that is like a fast transport vessel. It's small but it can get to uh, destinations pretty quickly. He calls it the Celebrity Trash. The story behind it is that he bought it as a scrap metal from a Hyper Elite who crashed it on its second flight. This celebrity has several issues 
and shows very self-destructive behavior. Um, there was uh, the ship was then seized by authorities for the length of a legal battle, and after that, the celebrity like never actually got it back, so it was sold and in an auction. Dante got it, cashed in some favors, repaired it. Now he has a brand spanking new ship. And uh, I would say, yeah, you can call him up, do the I know a guy. He definitely wants in uh, on the contract, though. Like, even if you're not taking him, he's fine with that, but he wants to see some compensation when you take his pride and joy. I mean, that totally makes sense. I don't know how hard it would be to add him to the contract. It's you can not make really... a separate contract with him. Mm. So just like between me and him, our team and him, probably me and him. Well, given that my motivation isn't really money for this, I yeah, I don't mind cutting him in on part of my my paying. Yeah, I would say uh, that would be like about half of what you expect to get. I don't want to put any numbers on it because the, the numbers are just arbitrary. Gotcha. And that's, I think, what I was having problems. So if he's, yeah. if he's okay with, hey, I have this contract, I'm mostly going to get paid after the, you know, this thing's retrieved, like trying to be nondescript, but be like, hey, here's the general scenario. If you're cool with half of, half of my stuff for payment, we can write out a contract for that. Yeah, and I would say he, he's cool with that. Okay. And then definitely once I get that hashed out, I want to see, do I get the impression that this is going to be a long trip? You you got the name of the asteroid uh, before, right? Mm-hmm. So you would have been able to research it with the, with the space shuttle you got now. It would take you about a week. Okay. Then I'm definitely like there and back. Mm, no, there. Okay. Then I'm going to hit up my dealer. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. This is not the time for drugs. <laughs> it it's is for server. Always <laughs> the time for drugs. <laughs> Come on, just download an XP. Unless they're combat drugs, in which case, you know, go ahead. What's an XP? An XP is basically experience. You download actual experience from other people. So let's say you want to know uh, what it feels like to use a certain drug. So you download someone's memory of using mm. that drug. And you like you can replay it perfectly as if you were there. Yeah, it's not as good. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna work for for Sava. Like she explicitly needs the goods. Yeah, I, I mean, if her biological body's hooked, then she she'll be she'll get the ship the contract written out, hit up her dealer, and just make sure that she has her general security items with her. I can look into if I need to pick up some more stuff. Alternatively, Sava, have you looked into BioWare solutions of, you know, organs actually producing drugs so you don't have to buy them from dealers? Is that an actual thing in this game? Totally it is. Of course. That's fantastic. <laughs> that's so stupid, but that's fantastic. That's, uh, that's something that I can look into for the future. But for now, just getting the drugs. You're taking the catalog with you on the ship so you can look up any options. <laughs> Pimp your body. That's a cliff's face. <clears throat> and no, I didn't mean it in that second way. God damn it. Yeah, Nell's probably preparing himself for, I guess, a shift from the server he's on now to the ship. 
and he's probably downloading manuals for for the specific ship type. So yeah, and uh, Hex is probably going to uh, make sure to go on the ship actually, and make sure to like look for a little hidey hole so you can stash like you know weapons in case things go really bad and they need to get something bigger out of the ship. Right. So taking a look over the ship, um, as I said, it's kind of small. Uh, it's not really meant for multiple people. Um, so you have, of course, like a cockpit control area. Uh, you have your uh, antimatter thruster engine room. You have a small living space. You have one bathroom. There is like a small-sized faber. I always get the sizes mixed up for like food and drinks and medical supplies if needed. It has all the relevant stuff pre-installed. Uh, and it has a, well, still small, but the largest area of the ship is a cargo bay of sorts. So and it's for you, it's just a larger room. You could fit uh, your stuff in there that you're uh, taking with you. Also within uh, like the ship's inventory is like vacuum gear, uh, simple stuff uh, only, nothing too fancy. There's not anything military style in there, but, you know, the basics seem to be in order. And you can definitely like stash something probably like in a machine shop area or maybe behind some panel in the in the cargo bay. Maybe you can disguise it as like medical supplies. No one ever really checks those unless they really need it. Pictures <laughs> like, quick, get the band-aids. Like, wait, well, there's no band. It's a gun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. So yeah, Hex is gonna make sure they you know, stash some things around the ship just so they have you know, options in case things go bad. Yeah, I believe your firewall packs give each one of you a gun. Yeah. So there is a gun per person on this ship now. Minus Marzouk. Minus Marzouk, that's correct. Speaking of Marzouk, how are you keeping him in the loop? I just assume we we send automated messages from our muses. Like, we got a ship, blah, 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 this is the name. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I just, you know, we have acquired a ship. Da, 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 don't really need to get the details. We have a pilot, and we just really need the uh, quantum computer. And you get back uh, from Hamid, the muse. That's great news. Uh, the ship looks just like what we need. It should uh, get us there uh, in the least amount of time possible, being so small and being antimatter powered. So that's excellent. The mission recorder is in order. We have also uh, acquired on loan some mining gear that should help us uh, on the asteroid. Yes, the quantum computer is very important. All right, so what we have to do to get a quantum computer? I'm guessing those don't come cheap. They cost a total of three gear points. Oh, I can, I can do that. I believe so, actually, yes. Yes, all my years of sneaking and lying and stealing from other people are finally paying off. I imagine that you know uh, Hex will get on the computer and just start you know wheeling and dealing with her, all her various contacts and uh, victims over the years that she's been doing, applying her trade, and will sort of you know get a touch got a guy who knows a guy who gets who owes other guy money and get the quantum computer that way. That feels very Ferengi of you. So yeah, with that, you can easily acquire a quantum computer. I would say you don't even need to roll for any reputation network. I imagine you go into the 
the shop, the tech sector, and like ask around, hey, is that a quantum computer? And hands are shaken, money is exchanged, and there you go. All right, even better. So yeah, does anyone have anything else we want to like grab before we say, yeah, we're ready? We got guns, we got the computer, we got the ship. I'm money. assuming we'll need food. We got the mat- we got the fabric, which it's like a just it can make anything. Is that basically like a replicator? Or yes, essentially, it it yeah. has like a pre like a list of like civilian stuff as like a list like stuff we can make. And if you want to get like them, you know, more illegal stuff, you have to like program it yourself or hack it. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Or you buy the blueprints right now. Yeah. In fact, that brings up a good point. When you are traveling your mesh connection to extropia will get worse over time so over distance not over time and you can estimate if you're there sending data to extropia will take about 15 minutes so if you expect an instant reply that would be like a a 30 minute turnaround time just something to keep in mind so if you want to stock up on data or look something up now is a good time to do that. Uh, I mean, I'll bring some stuff around, but like maybe some spare parts for ships and such, blueprints for that. But otherwise, worst case scenario, I get back from a backup. It's not like I have a body anyway. I'll just float back to Extropia in like, I don't know, 100,000 years or so. And then somewhere on the outer rim, there's a little robot named Soros going. Uh, I know your pain, buddy. <laughs> All right, I think... Wait, actually, one last... Can I try to see if I can download the like, Guardian Swarm grenade for the uh, ship, Nanofaber? Uh, yeah, let's uh, take a look at that. Uh, so a Guardian Swarm costs uh, two gear points here, or is a moderate favor, um, mm. since you spent your gear points. Yep, I'd say for these, I'd do the favor. Because I want to be sure like, we have something in case, you know, swarms come to eat our flesh. So I would say you can uh, use your um, civic net for that. All right. Uh, actually, I think you want to buy blueprints, right? Yeah. Uh, I think in that case, uh, um, I would say you use your G-Rep because right. you're basically stealing them from some yeah. source. So yeah, that's just... Um, uh, so yeah. just... Let's just say, roll me that to see right. uh, how it goes. I have a G rep of 60. Oh, 50. 19 out of 50. That is good. That means someone can provide. What are you offering in return? Like, you get uh, some uh, shady dude in some hacker space on Extropia who's like sending you the Guardian Swarm design file. Can I give him the login information that we stole from the uh, from the uh, notary thing? As in, like, sort of like, hey, here's an account from from this place. If you want to use use this, get a foothold into their network, go right ahead, use that. I think that's honestly a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Preparations. Anything more? Or are you ready for it? I think we're ready. Let's jump in to the boarding scene with Marzouk. You are at, well, one of the two ends of Extropia. The ship to be warmed up and operational is already in orbit and like circles around automatically. Or maybe Njal is already uploaded and like keeps control. 
everything that needs to be physically moved on there still will need to take a shuttle of Extropia to the ship that like circles around there. So you find Marzouk in front of you, ready to board the shuttle with you two, Sava and Hex, and he's super excited. Like he can barely contain it. My friends, I'm very, very pleased with how this is going. Thank you for embarking on this mission with me. Thank you for, well, trusting uh, me that I can provide a, a proper compensation at the end. I will not disappoint you. I, I swear it on my reputation if I must. Oh, don't worry. We, we're definitely, we're, we're just as invested as in seeing what's at the end of this rainbow as you are. Famous last words before getting your face eaten by a titan nanoswarm is what I say to our private chat. Oh, be quiet. And that's Hexus back. Yeah, I think basically uh, that Hex would probably be trying to keep Nial's uh, sarcasm from from putting holes in the Maruk's uh, good good uh, mood. I mean, he's not talking to Maruk, of course. I know, but he can feel the energy just from the wall. You're in the ship. You could probably, like, dim the lights or something. (laughs) I specifically dim wherever Hex is when he says this. Look at me. I'm a ghost ship. Boarding the ghost ship, then. Everything seems to be in place. You got all your gear in uh, the hub. You will need to be uh, sleeping in there in one large room strapping yourself to the wall so you don't float around too much. Man, that sucks, guys. Shut uh, it. Nyal will be very bored during that time when you're sleeping, unless you join him in virtual reality instead of dreaming or something like that. As you make your way away from Extropia, Marzouk opens up to you. So, my friends, now that there are absolutely no eyes and ears on us. Here is my plan. The backup server comes from Monolith Industries. You know, they, unfortunately, none of the board of directors survived the fall. The company therefore completely ceased to exist. Importantly, it was a megacorp structure, one of the last remaining. It was centralized on Earth. Importantly, it never adopted the hypercorp structure, the fast-paced, agile, corporations that we know now. After a fall, Starware and Omnicore took the place and split up everything that Monolith left behind. Now Omnicore only makes antimatter stuff and Starware makes habitats and ships. I plan to take this data and my hope is that I can open up a small auction with these two parties and see how far I can go with them. Poke them a little bit uh, with how valuable my find is, and then uh, hope that they start outbidding each other eternally, hopefully. And maybe eventually I can find my own research corporation. Externally, Hex goes, oh, that sounds amazing. I, I do, I think, yeah, I definitely have to hash out the details for that afterwards. Internally, Hex is internally screaming, going, you, why are you poking the hybrid corpse? You don't want their attention. Then they dig into you, and the next thing you know, you end up dead with all your backups erased and your research stolen. And she's just bemoaning this fact to Nial and uh, Sava. Well, well, uh, small steps, of course. First, we got to find the, the data. And I mean, 
maybe I'm overreaching right now, but I have definitely ironed out with my husband that since this data server belonged to Monolith and wasn't retrieved, it is currently without an owner. And if I can provide provenance, ownership will legally fall to me. So I think I have good chances with this sale. Interesting, interesting. So do you, do you, what, what do you expect to find on, these, on the servers? Do you have any idea what we're looking at? Well, from the manifest that I found, I have a strong belief that it is extremely valuable and was secured because I couldn't find any other mention of it. And in fact, it seems that the information on the ship that actually transported the server to this asteroid was erased. So the company made sure no one really knew. I tried to calculate when it happened, and it must be around like 10 years before the fall. I think it would be immensely valuable to both Starware and Omnicore to have the secret strategy, business strategy that probably is on this server. I see. Anyway, why, why don't you tell me something about yourself? I mean, we have some time to kill here. Hex will start. Oh, yeah, I was born on a uh, small Martian uh, ranch. Uh, and she just goes off and like spouting this completely made up story about how she's from Mars and totally not a member of the Lost Generation known for going crazy. You want to roll deception on that? Yes. <laughs> Against his, I guess, kinesics? He doesn't have kinesics. <laughs> Looks to be him. There's one born every minute, I guess. Exactly. And with a 10 out of 80, yeah, Hex just completely weaves a tale, a masterful tale of intrigue and a simple homespun life on Mars. Yeah, you get the feeling he's just making conversation. He's spying whatever you're sailing. Honestly, Hex, you're getting way too into this. Everyone has to have their fun somehow. It's a much more amusing tale than the last one you told. I, I swear, I, I, I didn't think I could pull off the space whale, but I made it work. Everyone wants, want, they want to, you know, believe that one. Many hours of augmented reality poker ensue. Time is passing. Sava uh, retreats from the rest of the group every now and then to take opioids, more or less secretly. <laughs> yeah. You can elaborate if you want. Oh, no, it's always under the guise of, uh, you know, feminine issues if ever asked as to why she keeps leaving as much as she does. But no, it's, it's pretty much just kind of find a discreet place to do it and do it real quick. I have sensors everywhere. Well, I mean, I don't necessarily have an issue hiding it from our team per se. Like Saba would be wary of you, but and at the same time, if there's nothing I can do about it, there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. To be fair, uh, true. Transhumans aren't really used to the idea of privacy. There's almost no privacy on habitats, and almost everything is recorded everywhere, even usually. It's not even much of private spaces or anything like that, because space is very expensive in space. <laughs> Does any one of you have a psychology-related skill? I do. Um, why don't you roll that for me to find out a particular quirk about Marzouk? All right. 
Oh no, 87 out of 75. Yeah, that's too bad. So time passes. I don't know which Eclipse Facebook puts it that way, but it puts it well. Space travel is long and boring, and your Faber meals get repetitive after like three days. AR poker isn't as fun anymore on like the sixth time you play it. And you're starting to run low on uh, video games and XP that is exciting to you. Uh, that happened to me a long time ago already. So you all do your thing in reconfiguring your muse just to pass the time or something like that. Browsing advertisements that you never looked at before. Until, y'all, you manage to find the asteroid you're looking for. Again, the name is complicated. 34351 Decatur. Let's just shorten it to Decatur. On your scans, well, it's exciting to you right now because nothing was exciting the past week. But honestly, it's just a potato-shaped lump of rock. It seems extremely uninteresting. There's nothing on the surface that raises attention. But yeah, you're there, at least in the general area. Hex will turn to the clients and say, so where exactly is the, uh, you know, the, the servers? Where, where, where can we go to look for it? Ah, uh, yes. Um, I don't know. I believe we need to uh, scan for it, maybe. I'm pretty sure it should be underground. All right. Uh, Nial, you got any sensors on you? So, so many. Uh, which ones would you prefer? The ones that let us see and under the ground on the asteroid? Well, all I'm saying is there's lots of ways to do things. Ah, never mind. I'll just turn on a bunch of sensors. Just take your pick. Yeah, in that case, honestly, I think that's just a perceive. Better a 9 out of 60. All right. You circle the asteroid for a bit. You share everything that you're scanning with the rest over the local mesh that you have set up. Marzouk has already started setting up all the mission recording gear. He wants to have these scans and everything on the video recording. So at one point, you notice, well, a dark shape, probably like an X-ray scan. Um, there seems to be some metallic structure within the rock body of the asteroid, just a few meters below the surface. And interestingly enough, it is shaped like a big black cross. So, indeed, X marks the spot. As soon as that re that, re re that relevation comes to Hex, she's going to go, Huh, so all those animated things they showed us in the school were true. My friends, I believe we have found it. This right there, it seems to me that what we're looking for is there. Now we just need to dig it up somehow. All right. So I sort of turn to the... Hex will turn to the uh, mining equipment. Do you guys know how this works? I sort of like gesture towards the mining equipment. Yeah, I was like, I've read the manual. Honestly, not my expertise. More of a software guy. Uh, so what you have essentially is a set of like disassembly tools. Basically, you can you can break through rocks. This is still like your um, manually used kind of stuff. So you will need to get to the asteroid surface somehow. But other than that, it should be fairly simple to use. Uh, this surface is probably not very hard to break through. All right. I guess Hex and Sava most likely will uh, 
you know, suit up, get the mining equipment, and, you know, make sure to, uh, you know, head out towards the asteroid. Do we have to make a roll for, like, mining the uh, rock up or what? I think we can, uh, again, like, do that in a bit of a montage. All right. Zook sets up all the recording and, again, uh, like you, uh, suits up in vacuum gear, and he will follow you as you dig up whatever is underneath the surface of this asteroid. The large X-like structure that you uncover um, seems to be a set of thermal couplers. So whenever the asteroid body is, um, the side of the asteroid with the X is directed towards the sun and it warms up, the temperature difference will power up whatever is connected to it. This uh, doesn't need to be on the surface, which would be very obvious, but it's not as powerful as like a solar panel. In the center of it, you find a peculiar cube. It's about one meter in each direction, and it's perfectly polished. Like it seems to be of like a synthetic diamond material. Underneath it, there's like a, a silver lining that you can't see through. So you're not sure what's inside. But you have uh, an imprint on there that says property of monolith industries, unauthorized access forbidden. If found, contact reporting at monolith.com. It follows an encryption key that you uh, should use. And then it ends with content protected by trusted container trademark. Azuk, of course, is very excited and tells you, uh, Hex, um, please, can you... Can you lift up this container and like rotate it around so I get can get it from every angle? All right, yeah, uh, hex will do so. I'm just gonna reinforce my hack protection back here, you know, just in case that's some murderous Titan spawn thing. Just in case, don't mind me. So far, it just seems to be a cube. You rotate it around, and you find it has absolutely no hinges or access checks whatsoever. So it's just like a perfectly smooth, uh, dark cube. Yes. No, like designs or anything on it. Like not even like the light. There's nothing shows up on it. No. Okay. Hex is starting to feel a little bit nervous now from the story she's heard about the Titan Tech. She sort of gingerly hands it over to a Mazook. Is this what we're looking for? Uh, yes, I believe so. Look, it says so. Monolith Industries. This is very excellent. I think we should take it to the ship now and, and uh, well, try to find out what's inside. I'm not too sure about that. Maybe we should just see, you know, if, because it, it's just trying to the vacuum first. Just I'm a little bit leery about letting an unknown piece of technology onto the ship. Uh, well, yes, um, of course. All right. So, yeah, I guess Hex will just sort of poke and prod at the thing, trying to see if it does anything. With your hands prying around like the edges, you don't really get anywhere. What you find, though, is this thing has a potential mesh connection. So you could interface with it wirelessly. Ah. Uh, who wants to stick their hand into the, who wants to stick their brain into the potentially dangerous box? I don't want to regress to a pre uplifted state, please. And as I sort of like turn to Asava, looking hopeful, like, you would do, do it. Also, you know, I'm the pilot, just saying. 
Um, does it give me any, so I, I do have knowledge Titans. I don't know if that would be like, if anything um, about this is triggering something towards that. Yeah. You also have like a negative motivation for Titans, but right now this doesn't seem too much out of the ordinary for pre-fall tech. Yeah. This just seems like you're not familiar, but this just seems like some sort of container that would hold something securely you're not really getting the titan vibes from it okay so far it hasn't tried to kill you so that's a plus <laughs> that is always a plus um is there a way to interface with it just to like not get super into the programming but just kind of like that a waiting room to see like oh this is kind of what it is yeah, I would say so. You can basically like ping it and ask it for a response. So just ask it wirelessly, what are you? And hopefully it will tell you. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll be willing to at least try that. Uh, so give me an interfacing role. I got 30 out of 45. Very good. What you find is the outside of the box you can access. Nothing on the inside uh, can be interfaced with right now. You find that the outside is covered in some sort of nanobot material stuff that says, hello, this is a trusted container. Please provide authorization. Do any of us happen to have authorization? Kind of looking at Maruk. Uh, so you share the information with him and he just shrugs. I guess we need to hack it. <sighs> oh, God. So there's no way for me to know what's inside the black box. I'm currently just able to interface with the... With the surface layer. With the, yeah, with the surface layer. Okay, so can I create a fork of myself and then send that fork out to do the hacking? Yeah, why not? You have a drone as well. That sounds safe-ish. <laughs> it also sounds illegal, but why not? Who cares about illegal, though? And uh, illegal by whose laws? So, I only recognize extropian law, and then only <laughs> when it benefits me. Excellent. <laughs> so you create a copy of yourself. We now have two Njals. Hello, Njal. Hello, Njal. Commanding a ship. Another one commanding a drone that is now on its way down to the asteroid. Looking detailed at the drone, Njal, what do you want to do? Well, Njal, or Baby Njal, as Big Njal calls me, I will, of course, fulfill my purpose and try to hack this ship. Right. Let me look at your skills real quick. Just give me an infosec again. That's uh, a 57 out of 80. That is a superior success. So accessing the nanobots actually proves really easy with you for you. You have the exploit app to use, which contains a list of known exploits and software. This software is 20 years out of date. Basically, you press a button and the thing opens. So what happens is the, like the outer shell of the uh, box kind of dismantles itself. Like it, the nanobots deconstruct it and make an opening for you on one side. And inside, you see a couple of things. Like first, there's like a network coupler. So over the nano swarm, this thing could be like inductively charged from the thermocoupler that 
was uh, on the outside. And then there are two machines that he recognized. One is a server. It's a bit outdated, but for the time, it was quite excellent. Again, this is like 20-year-old tech. The other one is interesting because that is a, a quantum forecaster. So somewhere out in the solar system, probably on Earth, is like a paired device. And these uh, two are entangled in a way that whenever you change something on one of the devices, it instantly changes on the other one. So you have like instant communication over very far distances. However, you're pretty sure this thing is currently not active. Uh, looks deactivated. And I sort of relay the rest of the information to the three others. Is it relatively safe to bring aboard ship? As far as I know, as long as it's not active, I can't really tell if it's dangerous or not. But Yeah, guys, let's take it on the ship. I want to look at the server. That's exactly what I was looking for. Yeah. Okay. Or can we take the computer outside? Yeah, it's kind of like a machine rack, so you can, like, take out the computer and now you have access jacks on it and you can power it from something whatever you want and you can remove the the quantum device all right well i'm going to be honest i would prefer to test it outside of the ship just to be sure since you know pretty false servers can have some bad shit okay yeah i think with my tools there should be a a nuclear battery that we can hook up I mean, you can just hook it up to the ship as a power source. That should be fine, too. Famous last words. Well, I mean, if it's just <laughs> as a power source and not any data transfers going on, it should be fine. Titan Tech doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Nanoswarm's going to eat everything. We're standing on gray goo right now. Right, so turning on the server, give me an interface check to see what's on there. Uh, I'll just use, can I use one of the pools? Oh, yeah, I'll just use Flex to switch it to a 9 out of however many I have. I think I have 60 interface. Let me check. Yeah, a 65 interface. Right. So you find that the server has like basically two sections. One of them is a business strategy backup. This one, it's already pretty old, it seems. In there, you find a list of like assets of the company before the fall, their plan and what to invest in, and plans for off-Earth stuff. And you share that information with Marzuki. He nods an approval, but it doesn't seem like that is immensely valuable to him now. The next thing is interesting. It's an extremely large file called El Capitan. And looking at it, you get the feeling, yeah, this is an ego of sorts. This is probably some sort of artificial intelligence. Now give me a, a no computer science. Alright, alright. No computer science, 65. 15 out of 65. Oh, yeah, this is definitely an artificial general intelligence. However, there's one key issue with it. It's pre-fall. This Ah, thing is unconstrained. Ah, yes. 
pre-fall artificial intelligence. Delicious. Congratulations. You have found a seed AI. And I think that's a good point to end this session. Oh, hello again, folks. I'd like to tell you about the Facebook group we run called White Wolf and Onyx Path RPGs Gameplay and Media. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded? One that won't be drowned out by random posts and discussions so that your media could give the attention you deserve. The group is specifically run with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. The group is already immense and continuing to rapidly grow, with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there.